0: Day on CodePen Radio. Hey, everybody. Time for another CodePen Radio. This is 302, and we have a, a very special guest, which feels weird to say because she works here. It's Rach Smith. Hello, <laughs> Hello. Rach. Hello.
1: Coming in hot off the hey. middle of my maternity leave, so special yeah, appearance. Yeah, I think
0: we've... V- special appearance indeed. We feel fortunate to have you i think we are right right smack in the middle yeah. of it because it's the the end of january as we speak and that's the that's been the plan so yeah welcome back we <laughs> we had a uh you know a little pregame as we do on every every radio and i just was like and this and this and th- it it's gonna take all i can do to not like tell Rach all the stuff that's going <laughs> on this code pen so it's so exciting yeah uh, to just to, to catch you up. But you you say you spy in Slack once in a yeah. while, so you know what's going on. Now. Yeah, that's
1: the interesting thing about being an all-remote team is when you go on leave, you can still, like, listen to all the conversations. Like, it's kind of like you're sitting in mm-hmm. the corner of the room, not contributing, but you can just hear everything. <laughs> Versus, like, a traditional office yeah, where, like, yeah. six months maternity leave is, like, you're gone and you don't know what's going on. So, yeah. It's- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you feel no like obligation to do that, but it might be fun. I I couldn't. Stay no, it's away.
1: it's just something to do with my time.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you'll be most interested in looking at GitHub. I think there's like it's like eight issues today or oh. something like that. That's probably a little different than when you left. Yeah. Uh, we've been been doing a good job there. Um, um and so we the one of the reasons we're talking is is your um you published a blog post. We'll get to that for a second, but it's about a a, a big milestone. Half a decade at CodePen, shared um only separated by a few months if even that. It might have been a, just a paperwork thing. Um uh, Marie started at just the same time. So Marie's here too. What's up hey, everybody.
2: Marie? Everybody. Yeah, we're um uh, hey. I think Four months apart my my anniversary was in September, but that was just paperwork where we started really, you know at the same time.
1: I think I was the last to officially start working from the first round of hires so I think it's like once I got there, it was like, right, this is it.
0: that's right because yeah. you had whatever had to finish a, another job maybe you were yeah. moving or who knows yeah uh okay, and that was twenty fifteen. So, a little different world back then, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. some- oh, my God.
1: That's so back like, when hope it? existed. That seems so oh, long I'm ago, kidding. but yeah, it was <laughs> <five> years ago. <laughs> so, Yeah.
0: Uh, it really, truly was a long time ago. So I thought I'd ask you about that. Well, for one, your blog post is five years at CodePen, a reflection. So thanks for doing that. Pretty cool to get your perspective on what it's been like to be here for so long. Your first sentence says, you know, uh, for five years, a long time for a millennial yep. developer to stay in the same job. Indeed, it <laughs> is. Like it is a long 20 time. twenty
1: years in millennial developer years. I think
0: <laughs> right. I think it's not terribly uncommon to, to rock six months at a at yeah. a thing and then yeah. bounce and maybe whatever. two,
1: but yeah. yeah. I think people go from year to year to new jobs. It's pretty common.
0: Yeah, and who knows why. We don't have to get all into that. But it, it does show some, you know, some cool you know, that something is going right enough here to 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 get you to, to stick around and um, that's great. So What was it like at the beginning? Then I'm curious what it like, because I think you get into it a little bit in the post, but like 2015, you know, where. We do have a cohort of hires. It's kind of the last cohort. I'd love to have another cohort, but it's like that. the reason that cohort existed at all is because we took funding. And the vibe of the funding was hire some people to do some more stuff. So we could do multiple hires at once, which we've never been able to like afford since then. So there wasn't any more cohorts. At least I don't think of it that way. So this first cohort, what, what did it feel like to you?
1: Um, I just remember it being like, inc- I think, incredibly exciting like I was so excited to work for CodePen um, because it was sort of like the one job that I had in my like it was like the one company my previous work Active Theory I was really happy there and I thought like you know the one place I would leave this place for is CodePen but that's never going to happen and then like you Chris gave me the call up and I was like wow like that's amazing like it's my dream job so it was very exciting because I loved the product so just to work on a product that um I was into and everyone I was working with seemed really cool and I and I mean I got to know you founders a bit beforehand so I was super confident going in that um that you know it was going to be a good experience from an interpersonal point of view um and then when i got to know the other people who worked there um Jake and Tim and Maria like i just genuinely loved them i thought they were like so cool and um super friendly and you know smart and all these things in people you want to work with so yeah so it was good um i feel like in the early days like i mentioned this in our uh, in the blog post like it was pretty ca- it was very all very casual like it was kind of like it was like for you guys I think it was like baby's first employees and like you <laughs> just like mm-hmm.
0: um
1: you didn't <laughs> have like and you oh, probably also a bit like oh I don't want to be a manager boss man like t- telling everyone what to do so it was v- like very self-directed we sort of just um you know we all talk to each other about it but you could as an as a developer like, you could just be like i think i should work on this and if everyone went like yeah that sounds good you could just go ahead and and do it you know there wasn't like a lot of um like i guess coordinated strategic thinking about what we were doing next and what we would what direction we were going in besides the project editor like that was sort of like a that was like oh this is the big thing we want to do next but um there was also lots of side things going on and like it wasn't like you know, every all hands, it was like, no, this is our trajectory and this is what we're doing. And you can't go and do this thing um, on the side or this thing you decided you came up with. Like it was sort of free flowing. Yeah. Do- I know what yeah. you
0: mean. Yeah. Didn't you joke about the like Twitter yeah, development like- or whatever, which is kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, so, you know, like somebody would write in, like, I wish we had this. And we'd be like, that sounds cool. And just like make it because like it right. won't, it will only take, you know, two weeks. So why not, you know, which is,
0: did that make us cool? Was there benefit to that? Did people like dig that about CodePen like from the outside, do you think? Because I can look back at it and then think of a uh, hundred things wrong with that. Like that now I think back and like that was really stupid. And it had serious costs to what we were doing. And I can think of all the bad things about working that way. But was there, it's probably more complicated yeah. than that, isn't it? Like, oh,
1: I think that it's easy to, like, we're so big now in terms of scale and user base. Like, it's easy to forget just how much smaller we were back then. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so back then you're like, oh, I don't even know how many users we had. Like, I don't know, it was like 200, 300,000 or something. It was like quite, like, it was pretty low, and it was like, oh, um, you know, you can you could sort of feel like it's a little community of people and you can just build what they want. it's not a big deal. And if you're not thinking about what things happen when you scale to the huge size right now and like the tech debt in that, it's like you can't really foresee that. And and I think you guys as founders weren't the typical entrepreneurial, like we're gonna scale to be this like huge company and make all the big bucks. So let's let's focus on growth and doing things at scale. Like that wasn't really um, your vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. It, like definitely more of a lifestyle business kind vibe. Um, like obviously you wanted Copen to be successful, but you're definitely not like you know other founders you hear about who are like we're gonna scale and we're gonna be the biggest company ever, you know, which they'd probably attack it with a bit of a different mindset with regards to building features. But um, yeah, I mean, from an employee's perspective, I loved it because it was just so much autonomy. And I really craved that after working in agency, like just feeling like I could have direct influence on a product was awesome. Um, And I'm I'm never someone who's really... Liked um, being, you know, micromanaged or having a manager breathe down my neck. So I was like, this is great. Um, But then, you know, you sort of like learn the downsides to that too. And I think we have as a team over the years, like learned why you do need sort of some top-down direction. You need someone steering the ship like a bit more than we did back then because, you know, it's it's, otherwise you end up with a bit of a mess. (laughs) Everyone's just doing what they want. (laughs) I was going to ask Marie if that's how she remembers it, like being back then at the start. In a lot of ways, yeah. And, you know, for me,
2: joining joining CodePen was kind of like joining a really cool band, you know, like I knew <laughs> who everybody was before I joined. Like I was aware of all of the founders. I was aware of you, Rach, and I was actually kind of intimidated by you because you were so cool, you know. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh man, I'm gonna be working with Rachel. only oh, you know? <laughs> But you know, I was I was aware of everybody, and it it yeah, it felt like you know being being brought into a, a really cool band, and it was exciting. And yeah, I mean, it was a little bit, it was a little bit different in that you know the the structure was not that intense, so that was cool because it gave me it gave me flexibility to learn about different things, and you know my. I think my role probably has morphed the most uh, or one of the most out of everybody's because like I I've just kind of moved into lots of different parts of the business as I've been here. And I've always been so happy about that flexibility. Like it's great to be able to expand and explore and learn new things. And, you know, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the early days it was it was definitely less organized and we sure learned why we need organization and you know now we have we have Claire running meetings that are just incredibly effective and and just you know we, we really are getting things done in a new way. Before we would have times where it would be like surprise a feature came out and I'd be like, uh what <laughs> what is this? You know, and it's like, well, one guy said it would be cool on Twitter and now we have it and it would be like, all right, well, let's document it, I guess. (laughs) But we don't have that anymore. We don't have those surprises.
0: Yeah, I I hope not. I mean, we're still, I think there's still a little bit like, yeah, we refactored this major thing or released this new service or whatever. But sometimes that was just. Sure,
2: but that's real different. It feels a little different. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's real different (laughs) than something user facing. That's a, that's a line that's, that's. And, you know, a different one to totally. cross. Well, this episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. You know, Netlify, right? Do you just like hook up your Git repo to it and tell it what folders your production site, maybe give it your build process. If you have one, then when you hit that master branch, it just deploys your website for you. Like absolute magic super cool, love hosting stuff on Netlify. They do all kinds of extra stuff too. For example, it's static hosting, right? So it's like you run your build process, maybe it's an 11D site or something, and then that's static files. Well, where's my php to process my forms well you might need a little bit of back-end power too right to do stuff like process your forms or i don't know hit some api with your api key to get some data to use on your website who knows what sometimes you just need a server to do stuff even though static files for most of your content is the way to go sometimes you need a little server stuff Nilify knows that you if you have a folder called functions that you deploy in inside that there's something like my function.js that's node that's node code that will run and execute for you and there's docs on all this of course but those are serverless functions those run on aws lambda how cool is that it's even if that's like the only thing you use Netlify for, it's still worth it because the deploy story is so good and smooth on Netlify. If you're just like using it to run your serverless functions because it has an awesome deploy process, uh, that's reason enough to use Netlify. If you ask me, uh, super smooth, super smooth. Love that so much. Now, those are limited to uh, to 10 seconds of execution because uh, it's like it's usually used for something like, I don't know, but... I, Hit my Fauna database and get some database and return it. It probably won't run anywhere near 10 seconds, but you have that long with a serverless function. But AWS Lambda functions are not limited to 10 seconds. That's Netlify limiting you to that for whatever reason. But Netlify does let you run the full 15 minutes too. You This is a new thing. Just put dash background on the end of the file. So it's like my function dash background.js and that becomes what they're calling netlify background functions will allow that function to run the full 15 minutes now that's really cool sometimes you do need quite a while to run a serverless function if you write a really robust function let's say you spin up puppeteer which is like headless chrome and tell it to like i don't know go to this url and take a screenshot of it and then upload that screenshot to some storage or something. Netlify can do that too, but that's going to take a little longer than 10 seconds, possibly, especially if you tell it to take multiple screenshots and stuff like that. But it can do it now with Netlify Background Functions. Super cool. Thanks for the support. The, the vibe, I think, was, was you know, what looks back and feels so embarrassing about that to me is the the, like, I think we did have some vision. I mean, I know we did, you know, there's like, we're going to build these bigger, more important things, but that you always felt like you had time to squeeze in the little things. If it was just like, oh, here's a little feature. It doesn't mean that we're taking our eye off the prize of the bigger thing to just do this little thing. Also, you know, you don't always have to be working on one Mm -hmm. thing. I, that's how i felt and it was like that's so untrue you are taking your prize yeah. off the bigger thing if you're distracted by these little i things.
1: think that's such a classic developer mindset too and like that like we get excited to build things so we're just easily distracted you know by the bigger vision and like all three founders are de- you know are developers at heart like that's how they started so it's sort of I think, yeah, it, you can be like, and you always overestimate your ability and the amount of things you can do in a week. So you, that you've got those two <laughs> things going against you constantly, like, oh, that sounds cool. I'd like to do that. And then also like, I've got heaps of time for this and the the other thing that I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and then that's like how you get into that spot. Um, which I think if somebody was more like of a business background and like, business strategy and they'd just be keeping their eye on the price. They'd be like, guys, guys, what are you doing? Like, just please, let's just work on this thing we said we would work on. But because we're all devs, we're like, oh, yeah, I like that. Like, why don't I give that a go? It'll only take me two days. It's not a big deal. And then, <laughs> and then it takes a week and then that happens again. <laughs> so...
0: And it's a week for you, yeah. but there's like a web, like it always affects more than you think it's going to affect. You know, like j- just because you work on something and you get the basics of it done, you'll probably still need a hand with some other aspect of it. Now you've dragged somebody else into the project. It's probably going to affect Marie's mm-hmm. life because we'll ship it all sloppily, and <laughs> all, you know. These things have, these little things can really snowball into, into bigger problems. And if it's one, that's bad enough. And it, you know, I think I could pen it. It wasn't just one. It was so many of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's have a job board. Okay.
1: Well, that, I mean, that idea at least had merit in, as a money-making device, like it didn't, it didn't pan out that way, but I think, you know, it could have. We but it, it's right. it's also the thing like it probably only could have if we'd put the resources into it that it needed to have. And it's like when you stretch too thin, like you can't, you know, it's something that's a good idea you can't turn it into an actually good, right. you know, um, implementation unless you have the resources. So, that I mean, that that's something we've learned I think over the years is like after, you know, stretching ourselves too thin over lots of things, it's like no, we really have to sort of focus. And um and we relearn it all the time. It's like every year we're like, all right, enough of this nonsense. We're going to real focus on this stuff, and then, yeah, <laughs> and,
0: then and then they, do, and then they, they digress. Over and over and over. But I
1: feel like every year we get better. You know, like it's like every year. It's usually January. You know, like the new year energy comes in, and it's like, all right, none of this nonsense from last year. We're only going to do these things now. <laughs> and like, but every year we sort of like um get better at it. So it doesn't feel like a, uh, like you're just on this, um, like a mouse wheel running around doing the same thing. Like I do see the improvement. And I think last year was like a dramatic improvement over the course of the year. Um, and I just feel like things like we're sort of almost like the curve is turning up, like we're sort of exponentially getting better at this stuff after trying our very hardest for five years. So that's great
0: when people say oh, i worked somewhere for 5 years i think what you expect the follow up to be is like i was employee 4 <laughs> and now there's thousands of employees <laughs> yeah. or whatever not quite the story at the old cp <laughs> is it
1: no uh. <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know it's that's it's it's um sometimes you think oh it would be great to have some more people around to help with this stuff but also i love being on a small team so i don't know i feel like if we did scale up and there was, you know, 30 people now, I don't know if I'd feel the same way about working here. It's just hard to say. You don't know until you're in that situation, but I really do enjoy being on a small team. So um, I'm not that mad about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been good. You know, I, I feel like we have a good, I mean, we all know each other. We all know how to work together. Um, I did kind of figure we would be bigger in terms of, team size by now. Um, but you know, I, I, and I'm like, I'm excited for that possibility in the future, but it's not something that feels urgent to me. One thing that's, that's pretty amazing to me when I think about it is not, you know, team size, but community size in the time since I joined, you know, where we were at hundreds of thousands of people. I'm one of the first thousand CodePen members. Like my, my, uh, my user ID is really a low number. Yeah, that's crazy. And to to come from the time when you know I'm one of the first thousand to there's millions upon millions of people registered for CodePen now it's just uh, I mean I, I, it's hard to even express how exciting that is to me as someone who who leads a community you know this is this is really important to me and uh, exceeded my wildest expectations in a lot of ways so it's been very exciting
1: mm. that reminds me actually of another thing that used to when I first started at CodePen that was like kind of blew my mind is a little bit coming from like agency where you like build these sites for clients and you know it's just like a dumb little micro site trying to sell Coke to children. Like it's really <laughs> it's like an ad. And they would literally lose their minds like people were dying if you know like the site was down, God forbid, or if there was like something broken on it. Like like you know Ring you up at four AM, be like, you have to fix this, like blah, like freak out. And then I came to Codepen, and everyone just seemed so casual about breaking the site, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like having a panic attack because I'm like, oh my god, like this, you know, like this is so bad because that's like what I'd come from, like like that culture of like you cannot break the site, and it just seemed very like, oh no, oh, that's. That's too bad. Get we'll get that fixed up. You know, it was just like super cash. and that's cuz we didn't have that many users, but now co- obviously we know like downtime is like completely unacceptable and like, you know, it's a big deal if if we come if we yeah. come down now cuz we have so many people relying on us. But I think back then it was like I don't know, pretty chill. <laughs>
0: That oh, stuff. It's pretty chill. I think, like <laughs> over the over the decade we've been alive, our our uptime has been pretty excellent overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. But you know I, I take the I take the point there. It's been, you know, we've all grown so tremendously. It's kind of nice to think that we were able to grow without too much pressure. You know? Yeah. Like like if if we if we or some crazy hockey stick garbage, what would be requ- required of our Growth is like, it's like a lot because now you're all the tech is changing, but all the people stuff is changing and all the expectations are changing and it just everything changes at once. I think that that's just scary. Not that we wouldn't have done it, but I, I like to be able to grow up a little slower. Mm. Because I feel like I've only grown up about like twelve percent as a manager. Like I'm not that <laughs> compared to myself in 2015. I don't think that particular no, area has exactly skyrocketed. Yeah, no, you have. Yeah, you have. You have. <laughs> sure? But I don't know. I still don't know. I still. I don't know. Like I don't have any like foundation. It's not like I'm like today. I'm going to exercise my management ability. I. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that anyway. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's one of those things that needs to be observed from the outside. I mean, yeah. I, I can tell you definitely you have grown as a manager, although you've never been a bad one. <laughs> so, no, never. You, know, you started from a good position, but but the fact is, you are you have improved over the years. We've all grown together and learned how to work together, and you have absolutely improved as a manager.
0: Both of you have you and Alex. Thanks, but isn't isn't one of the this is a thing I think about is that different people need different stuff, and there's been people that have come and gone from code pen as rachel mentioned in her post and and part of it is there's always this aspect of like i could have did better as a manager mm. you know like the po- po- possibly the problem sometimes is that it, they needed things that i didn't give them and, and not just me because it's not i'm not the only co-founder here you know but whatever it's kind of a shared responsibility and of co-workers too i don't know we don't have a like a support system for that and i've kind of learned that rach you perhaps you've done so well here and like it so much because you like autonomy you've said it over and over even in this podcast you like like that way to work and even though that's changing a little bit it's not like you're on an island and just do whatever you want but still there's a good amount of autonomy you know Mm, yeah That that type of a person that thrives like that is going to do better at the CodePen of today than somebody who really like just needs constant management and somebody that needs constant management isn't a worse person. They're not a worse employee. They're just their needs are different. They like talking more or they need they just need a different set of stuff. And I think if somebody like that started at CodePen today, I don't know that I I don't wouldn't excel. I might notice it, but I I don't know that I'm like just like not good at that part. Yeah. I don't know. You know I think I mean?
1: it's just I think with like anything management takes practice. So it's like you know, unless you have practice at helping someone with those needs it's like it's you can't just pull those skills out of your butt, like you just it's like <laughs> it's, it's something yeah. that takes yeah, time. Right. So I would definitely I think I would say that like because I am I love autonomy um and I I remember having a conversation with you Chris once where it was it was about direction and that and that sort of thing and um and and I said oh sometimes it's you know hard if you just need to sort of like if you yourself just need to pick what's next and you said it was I think it was in Slack and you said oh but you always pick the right thing (laughs) to do next and it was and I thought oh that's right you know like I, I do tend to do that like I do have a good sense of even if it's not explicitly said, I've always been able to like sense from my managers or higher ups like what they want from me and um and and meet those requirements even if the requirements are not explicitly laid out. And I think that's just sort of like a skill that so, like some people like or many people probably don't have. And like you need to be more explicit with you know requirements and that sort of thing. That, um and that and that and it just made me like. Yeah, it just made me realize like how suited I am to that style of management. Um, But other people could really Mm -hmm. find that difficult because you almost have to do a little bit of not mind reading, but just be like sort of very intuitive about what people want from you um, rather than having it explicitly laid out for you on a daily basis. That's
0: good. That's That's a skill. Yeah. I'd say that's a skill that that anybody that's would be generically useful for anybody to have. It's kind of a version of empathy, you know, like understanding where somebody else is at and like delivering what they need even if they didn't directly ask for mm. it. I also get a sense from you like like one way that perhaps you're failed a little bit at CodePen is I I at least my strong guess is that you like a more feedback than you get, you know, more review of how you're doing and and that kind of thing. And we're just not that great at that. We don't even have traditional reviews at all. Anytime we've ever done them, was just like, yeah, we should get around to that. And then we sometimes we do, <laughs> sometimes we don't. But that's not very good for somebody that likes and thrives on feedback.
1: Yeah, I I, I feel like it's, um. I think you do a good job of uh, just giving like little bits of feedback. You don't do formalized review, but you guys definitely, you know, if we put a release out, and I was, you know, responsible for that, the quality of that release or something. You do come back and you're like, hey, great release. Like, that's awesome. You did a good job. I liked how you did this. And that is great. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's sort of stuff that keeps me going. That, <laughs> So um, I think you do a good job, like, of that sort of, it's just more casual and more sort of, you know, it ad hoc. It's, But it's not like, here's the formal review of the year. Like, that's never been um, your guy's way. But... Um, Yeah, but you do a good job and like you and Alex both do a great job of like letting me know, um, you know, when I've done something well or like uh, talk about what what we could do next time or whatever. Yeah, it's just um, that, you know, that's, you're really good at that. not formal. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're coming off uh, you know, I don't even say coming off because COVID is still very much a thing. Although you have a perhaps a little easier in Australia, I don't know. I haven't caught up with the Australian news of COVID, but
1: oh, we just—I so. mean, I don't—it's—it's it's awkward to talk about in front of Americans <laughs> because, like, we just have had it. Start crying. Yeah, I know. I'm my life is so unrelatable, like unrelatable, like to you guys because we just. Do you wear
0: a mask at the grocery store?
1: No, no. Like it's. I mean, in my state. Um over Christmas we had a little little tiny outbreak from our um hotel quarantine, but it didn't spread. So they sort of put the major city in lockdown for three days and then um and then lifted it. And but on my town, which is about an hour from there, like we haven't had COVID in this town for uh like months kind of thing. Besides one or two people passing through. Um So, we just live our normal lives. Like, we still, you know, you're socially distanced. You keep 1.5 meters apart or um, whatever that is in feet for you guys. And, but really, like, people are super casual and they don't, they don't do what they're supposed to, but it's, but it's like fine because it's not, this virus isn't floating around. Um, And it's because Australia is like a giant island. So, we just, you know, we don't let people fly in. And if they do fly in, they have to sit in hotel quarantine for two weeks.
0: Right. Like, what if I came to Australia? Would it? I just had it to sit in a.
1: You would have to go to hotel quarantine, um, and for two weeks. So you'd have to sit in a hotel room and not be out, al- not be able to leave for like two weeks.
0: Okay, so you that you do allow Americans to come there, but just forced quarantine.
1: Yeah, if you can get a flight, that's the thing. It's like wildly expensive to fly into Australia, so. Like, Have to stay in a hotel by yourself for two weeks. I
2: actually, I'm interested in this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know,
2: you,
0: that's a good use of Marriott I'm points. Ready, right there, I'm ready to do this
2: at this
1: point. You say that, but like people who come out of it are just like some people are like, yeah, it was fine, but others are like permanently changed.
2: <laughs> oh no, I would come. I would come serious? out the uh, incredible serene person after <laughs> <it> by myself. <laughs>
1: It was actually embarrassing, like, some of the initial reactions of Australians coming home, like, and going to this hotel quarantine, like, comparing it to prison and, like, just, you know, and, you know, you can see how privileged we are in this country and how lucky we are because, like, they were just losing their minds over, like, being stuck in a hotel room for for two weeks and having their meals brought to them, like, it was just embarrassing, the reaction to it. So, yeah. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mentioned that whole yeah. thing. That whole thing was in prep for like, wouldn't it be cool one day to get all together oh again? Oh Just would. like
1: I just dream about that. <laughs> like this that COVID thing. Be. One of the bummers of it is I'm like, oh my god, when are we ever going to get back to the US? Like, it's going to be years because like my um yeah my my um husband Andy he also works for a, a a company based in the US, so he hasn't been to visit them either, and it's just it's tough like going that long without seeing the people you work with so um like he goes he used to go once a year to visit his team in LA and he always came back from that feeling way more positive about work because it just makes a big difference like seeing people in person versus interacting online all the time so one day we'll be together again
0: massive we gotta (laughs) one day yeah I gotta figure out ways to to get as much as like possible out of that even though we can't do it and I don't know. We'll have to. Fortunately, we're a small, small enough team that we'll be, you know, we can talk about it with each other and figure out what, what and where and how we feel like we could do it safely. It doesn't feel like particularly soon, but Mm -hmm. I can see that it's not going to. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I just brought that up because that was in your post too, that you think of that as a positive moment of the times that we were able to get together. Oh, yeah.
1: I still look so fondly back on the first CodePen retreat we did at, um, alex and d's house <laughs> in florida yeah. and that was so much fun like <laughs> it was i just yeah i just really enjoyed that um that trip so any and you yeah. know hanging out with you guys at conferences and stuff was also really fun so it'd be good to do that again someday florida.
0: maybe we should do it in florida just uh, i
1: just don't stuff. think Dee would like to do that <laughs> <laughs> probably not <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh we should come yeah, to australia
1: before. oh yeah that'd be sick if you came here it's a bit expensive though flying the entire team to australia rather mm-hmm. than just sending me back over there so
0: yeah like, do you want do you want two co-workers yeah. or one tri- <laughs> we
1: gotta we gotta <laughs> make that australia money that's what we can call it now like we gotta like, yeah. <laughs> co-parent retreat yeah. in australia money that's what we gotta do
0: it's probably you know i think of companies like automatic that are like we have our all team and they're like they're in seventy-seven countries or something, yeah. and they all. And they're all go are all to Hawaii, like, What's something. The What's the bill on that? Yeah, jeez.
2: I just want to meet a wombat. This is oh, where I'm at. you have to
1: you. <laughs> you have to come here because we. You know, I live next to Australia Zoo, so and they have lots of wombats here, so you have to. See? They have to come See? over. This is yeah. my goal now.
2: Setting yeah. the goal here, we got to make enough money to go to Australia.
0: <laughs> yeah. Quokkas, kangaroos, drop bears. I'm afraid to meet a kangaroo
2: after some videos I've seen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've seen pictures of my uh 2-year-old with 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 them. They're fine. They're harmless. They're, they're cute kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some of those pretty jacked. <laughs>
0: uh and so and so so another to another 5 years, huh? We'll see what happens, but I think I think it would be it's just it would just be the weirdest thing in the world if we were it was twenty what well, what is it going to be it was twenty twenty one so twenty twenty six if it's January and we're still just like our little seven person company is doing great <laughs> that would be that would be but bit we're all
2: millionaires
0: but also fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes but we're all loaded that would be and cool all of our too. kids would be
2: big my son would be twenty my god oh my
0: goodness wow <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll live in like Denver and we'll have the all hands at his house.
2: <laughs> sure, I'll bring that up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> run it by. Him. Yeah, see I'll what see he what he
2: thinks. says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Well, we'll get we'll get Rach on right away when when you're yeah. back from from leave.
1: Yeah. Um but it would be good to maybe I can come on for an episode and you can tell me everything that's happened in in <laughs> yeah. the last six months <laughs> yeah
0: why well, tell you on slack I can tell you on the yeah. air oh that's cool we do we do read javascript now uh okay all right thanks again see you soon yeah
2: everyone One, eight.